Welcome, dear listeners, to AM Drive Time in the studio today. We have Abir and myself, Suhad, with a special guest, and her name is Rayan. Rayan will be discussing with us today, uh, um, actually, we will be talking about the symptoms of ADHD. If you heard of ADHD, some people sort of misdiagnose it or they really don't know what it is and don't know how to handle it. ADHD symptoms often overlap with other conditions such as anxiety and depression and it could be leading to a misdiagnosis. Today Rayanne will explain to us what it is. Firstly we would like to introduce Rayanne. Rayanne can you tell us more about yourself? Assalamu alaikum ladies. Thank you for having me today. I'm very I'm very happy to be with you today. So as you mentioned, um, we're going to be talking about ADHD today. I would first like to introduce myself. Mm -hmm. So I completed a Bachelor of Psychological Science with a major in psychology at the University of New South Wales. At the time, I wanted to complete um, my degree and become a psychologist. However, along the way, I had some experience working as a caseworker to newly arrived migrants and I noticed that I really enjoyed working with young people, Uh which prompted my career change to a Master of Primary Education, which I'm currently completing. Wow. And are you um, currently working as a primary school teacher? I am currently working casually as a primary school teacher Mm -hmm. and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. And I feel like I am using a lot of my learnings in psychology Uh interchangeably in this role. Okay. Um, Do you think you may further your education to become a psychologist? Uh, At this point, um, uh, the interest is there, but I'm really enjoying primary school teaching and my experience as a primary school teacher. So I probably will stick to this to this role, inshallah. For now. Okay, um, Rayan, I've noticed that you have two small children of your own. That's right, yes. Would that be prompted you more to do primary teaching and work with children? Yes, definitely. That's where the passion Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where the passion stemmed from, so um, like raising young children yep. and kind of being able to nurture their development and teach them right. about everything about life, essentially. So that's where that interest stemmed from. And having that knowledge will help. Of course. You. Yeah. yeah, of course. Okay, Rayanne, can you explain to us what is ADHD? ADHD is essentially a neurodevelopmental disorder. Now, the neuro part refers to the fact that ADHD is based in the brain and the development part refers to the fact that it usually starts as a condition in early childhood and it continues with an individual into adulthood. Right. And now as an individual gets older, the symptoms of ADHD may become less noticeable or more noticeable. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to note that the brain of someone who has ADHD actually functions differently to the brain of someone who doesn't have ADHD. Subhanallah. <laughs> هلا هي انت كنت عم تقولي بيقدر الواحد يشخص الحاله باعمار صغيره اي ابكر عمر بنقدر نشخص فيه هيدي الحاله The earliest age that you'll be able to diagnose ADHD is generally around the age of 3 years old and this is mainly because around this age 
this is when you expect the child to be able to increase their ability to concentrate on a set task. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would that be noticed at home and at preschools? Definitely, mm-hmm. yes. Um, so they can pick it up at school if you don't notice it at home. Of course, yeah. yeah. And generally, this is this is an important um, point to note, that the way that a child acts, so if they are, like you were saying, in preschool at mm-hmm. home, if they are acting a certain way or displaying certain symptoms only at home and not at preschool, then this would be a sign that they don't really have the condition. Uh, so it has to be the both. same across both contexts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why some people misdiagnose. They probably think when their child doesn't settle at home. I think there's yeah. an, uh, they make an assumption yeah. that they could have a yeah. certain thing that they don't. Yeah. So. I think it's the quickest um, like way to go about it, thinking it they may have it. Of course. Okay. Can you explain more to us about it, please? Yeah, so as I mentioned, um, the, the, uh, it is a neurodevelopmental disorder, so it affects um, certain parts of the brain. Mm-hmm. And it is something that if someone has when they're young, generally they, they carry it on into adulthood. The statistics for that is pretty high. So around 75% of children who are diagnosed with ADHD Whoa. actually have it. So yeah, it continues with them into adulthood. It's massive. We both said it at yeah. the same time. It's massive, time. yeah. And the, the, the diagnosis of ADHD is on the rise. So mm. we are noticing that there is an increased number Especially of people. Especially after COVID. Of yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. of yeah. course. <laughs> بنقدر نحن نشخصهم هلا هي حاله مرضيه mm-hmm. that's right okay هلا بعدين بنضطر على قصه العلاج اذا كان في علاج ولا لا او كانت الحاله yes. متاخره او لا طيب هلا اذا تنقول بعمر الشباب كان شخص بالماضي عادي ممكن يصير معه في ما بعد حاله الاي دي اتش دي it is possible that you can develop ADHD uh, into adulthood, so at a later age, but I would say because the the like the research around this area is still evolving, it's still not one hundred percent. It mm. is possible for someone to develop it at older age, but I would say from my experience and from my knowledge in this mm-hmm. area that there must have been an underlying. That wasn't shown before. That wasn't shown before because it's something to do with actual like neurological brain mm-hmm. so it could be about their development as well how it's, they it's develop as they get older of course yes yeah. so yeah. كتير شباب يمكن وقفت شغله كتير أشخاص ما عادوا يقدروا يطلعوا يتواصلوا yes. مع الآخرين فاللي قريته أنا أنه في نسبة شباب بأعمار متقدمة يعني مش أنه 15 و 16 لا بالعشرينات وما فوق أصابهم الاي دي هاي دي فما بعرف شو هو اللي الناتج عنه هل هو المرحلة اللي قعدنا فيها بالبيت ولا هي مثل ما قلتي سابقا أنه يمكن كان عنده هالشي it could be that there was an underlying, there was something there when they were young and then certain conditions that happened during their lifetime, certain stresses, because Mm -hmm. that's what's very important to note, that sometimes certain things um, happen in your life and certain stressful situations occur in your life and they kind of like trigger. trigger. That's the word I was looking for. They trigger these 
these yeah. symptoms to come up and yeah. to surface. Especially mm. after COVID, like, and the home right. mm. and not able to get out or do things and like a lot they of us, used to. Yeah. And, and, then after, that's right. and a lot of us, uh, we stopped our normal lives. Yes. So yes. that, you know, that focus. So a lot of us, maybe we stopped our jobs. So being able to focus for whatever it is, eight hours a day for five days mm-hmm. a week, we had a big break from yeah, that. So going back and transitioning to that. Yeah. M- okay, Ryan, can you tell us what are the main symptoms of ADHD? Sure. So the symptoms of ADHD are generally classified into two different categories. Mm-hmm. One of the first category is the inattentive symptoms mm-hmm. and the second category are the hyperactive or impulsive symptoms. Now, these symptoms show up differently in adults and children. Right. The inattentive symptoms in adults may show up as um, not paying attention to details, making careless mistakes, for example, missing appointments or mm-hmm. missing that the appointment was at 10 o'clock instead of 11 o'clock. So for they example. can forget. They can forget. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right. No, 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 yeah, of course. كيف أو ما بيركز بسبب ضغوط الحياة اللي نحن عم نعيشها. فياريت تفصلي لنا أكثر ب يعني بعض الأشياء اللي هي بتبين yes, عند الشخص. So so yeah. So the first um, class of symptoms was the inattentive symptoms. So that was one of them: not paying attention, um, making mistakes, and forgetting. Difficulty remaining focused on a set task. Right. This can be during a conversation. So mm. difficulty actually listening to someone when they're having a conversation with you. Uh, finding it very challenging to do things like reading a book. Mm-hmm. Mm. Activities that require a very prolonged concentration. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, finding it difficult to prioritize your tasks, getting very easily distracted, doing things like daydreaming, things like that. Mm. So, so that I, was. So you may be talking to them, but they're not with you. They're that's right. Yeah, they might all. be. They look like their mind is elsewhere, yeah. and and a lot of the time they're actually not processing what's mm. actually being uh-huh. said to them. Yeah. Um, because of that, it's a very disruptive thing for individuals with ADHD to not be able to focus during a conversation. And that's it's really sort of, um, it makes them feel more like edgy right. or nervous. Or that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're probably like this for most of their time. That's right. Because they're not able to focus. And that's why the, okay. their social anxiety might be very high because mm. they fear being in in social situations because they know that they have the tendency to tune out during conversations mm. and not be able to maintain focus. Would that deprive them of being social? Of course, a lot of people mm. they uh, with ADHD, you find that they do not commit to social gatherings yep. or they try to pull they away from them. withdraw. That's yep. right. Oh. Okay, what else? I thought they're different, they're hyperactive. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so there is that. That's a, that's a second class of symptoms that I was going to get to, the mm. hyperactive. Okay. okay. Yeah, so usually this shows up in adults and, and children both. Mm-hmm. So in adults, it's things like moving very constantly, not being able to stay still. Yep. Um, they're not able to maintain patience during situations that require patience. For example, sitting in traffic or waiting in a line, they mm. might have very poor impulse control. Mm-hmm. So they can have like they get angry because mm. something is taking too long. Uh, excessive tapping, fidgeting, talking, mm. uh, blurting things out. Yeah. 
without waiting their you turn. You see that a lot in children. That's right. Especially in a, as a teacher, mm. you would know. In, in a set of classroom, you That's right, you yeah. can lose their attention straight away. Yeah. And they always focus on others instead of themselves. Of course. And they feel like um, they are the victims. Is that part of it as well? Sometimes it's that. Sometimes um, children, so the way that that hyperactivity shows up in kids, in children, in, especially in the classroom setting, is that they're not able to maintain concentration mm-hmm. on a task. They get bored very easily. No. Yeah. And this is very, very, it's very common for the teacher to interpret this behavior as yes. this child is just for example doesn't want to engage or mm-hmm. this child's naughty or this child needs disciplining or this mm-hmm. you know but then when you actually look at the reason why they're behaving that way it's due to like an ability an inability to actually maintain focus that just and can't that's right mm-hmm. and i guess when we look at it from that lens yeah. then you look at it in a way where you want to help this child yeah. no. how how can i fix the conditions to make yep. the learning optimum mm-hmm. in, instead of just labeling this child as you know being a naughty child or a mm. child who doesn't want to engage right and what would you do in that case as a teacher and you see as a mother maybe the, the mothers don't notice and maybe sometimes the mothers become in denial they don't agree mm. with the teacher and you as a teacher can't label that child ADHD from my past experience I remember we were told we can't label them yeah. but there's something wrong like you need to talk to that of parent course. and ask for help how do you go about that So definitely when it comes to diagnosis it's not something that we can just make a general statement no, about yeah. yeah and or an assumption about it definitely needs to be something that needs to be escalated to a healthcare professional who can use the right um diagnosis the right uh, the right uh, strategies to actually diagnose this mm-hmm. child but i think that the most harmful thing to do to the child in these situations is just to ignore yeah. that any of this exists mm-hmm. yes. and to like you said be in denial and say no my child doesn't do this with me at home or no my child isn't this way or it's just because of for example the classroom or it's other students who are encouraging this behavior so min biqdar yashakhis haydi alhali um so if it's a child a pediatrician mm-hmm. uh, an adult uh, it would be a doctor a gp mm-hmm. oh really yeah that's mm-hmm. right Okay. They can diagnose it and then they send them to the right people. That's right. So after diagnosis, you can discuss with your general practitioner what um route you want to take for mm-hmm. treatment. So there there is medicine, so there's actual, yeah. you know, medication that can be prescribed yeah. and there's also another route which is also really effective seeing a psychologist mm. and things like that because what happens when you see a psychologist is that they can actually give you they can equip you with the skills to use to mm. overcome any challenges that you might be facing mm. medication is important um in situations where you feel like the symptoms that you're experiencing are really affecting your life so you can't go mm-hmm. about your day to day suppose you were a mother who is experiencing ADHD and you have children to yeah. care for you can't kind of take that opinion well, I'm not going to take medication because uh, you know it's it's not good or you know there's a taboo mm. around that you also need to consider your circumstances uh, and I think every single circumstance is different that's correct mm. and yeah. you need to make an educated decision mm-hmm. depending on what your circumstances you were describing the symptoms you said like constantly fidgeting or squirming what else um, are some of the symptoms 
Four children. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so yeah, like we said, um, appearing the uh, major one for children yeah. is appearing, and they use this um, a lot. This yeah. phrase, it appearing to be driven by a motor. Uh-huh. So Can kids moving that? so much mm-hmm. and, yep. you know, to us, such, such an, it feels like they're being driven by some kind of machine. They never get tired. So wow. they can't stop. Wow. That's right. Yeah. So that's what hyperactivity is definitely like. Definitely <laughs> that's <laughs> of course. Kamen, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of come up. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Mm. What else, like, other than fidgeting and moving? So, yeah, so just uh, excessive tapping and fidgeting. So another thing that I feel is a major one as well I want to look out for is in settings where this can be for both adults and children in settings where it's expected to stay still so for example in Mm. the case of a child at a school assembly Mm. these are social situations where it's the norm and most children are capable of doing that staying still well already a child that doesn't have ADHD can't sit there for so long of course all these symptoms that we're talking about they're all very human symptoms and they're all very human traits نعم بيقولوا ورش صحيح يعني بس ما بيكون يعني ما عنده ما عنده هذا المرض بالذات يعني That's really interesting, Abid. Well, now you, I just go back to the kids I've had before, and now I can see more. بلشتي تشخصي. Yeah. حتى at times I thought my son had it when he was younger, but Subhanallah, he didn't, because at the age of eight he settled down all on his own. He was just active. When I put him in soccer and I had other scouts. نعم بدو يفشل طاقته بالألعاب بيمشي الحال. بس الولد اللي عنده ADHD لو حطيتيه بالسوكا وبالسباحة وبيجي yeah. على البيت كمان بده يكمل ما yeah, بيجي تعبان right. يعني yeah. مثل ما عم تقولي yeah. تفسير انه مثل كأنه موتر على الموتر yeah, and right. he doesn't want to stop yeah. Yeah. So, okay so Abir was saying who can diagnose ADHD yep so as we discuss a, a healthcare professional mm-hmm. so a doctor or a pediatrician if it's a child yep. can diagnose ADHD. A lot of other healthcare providers, they can lead you in the right direction if they see any symptoms or any warning signs, but a formal diagnosis needs to be done by a healthcare professional. Sure. Okay, Rayan, can you, um, like Abir was asking, can you let us know what type of assessments are performed on people that have ADHD? So if you are experiencing these symptoms to a certain degree or your children are experiencing these symptoms to a certain degree where you feel like they're actually impacting your life tremendously, Mm -hmm. so you can't go about your day-to-day activities, then you should go and get an assessment done. Now, assessment generally involves a healthcare professional having a look at your symptoms right. and you know remember when we discussed the different categories yep. mm. that the symptoms mm. fall under yep. so what they'll do is you'll describe some of the symptoms that you're experiencing mm-hmm. and then the healthcare professional will have a look at your symptoms and say how many symptoms are you experiencing from each category right. and also what is the intensity of the symptom قوة الملاحظة عند الطبيب والأشياء المذكورة عن هيدا المرض إذا يعني بالنقاط خلينا نقول إذا جمعت نقول مثلا ستين من أربعين he's diagnosed هيك عم تحكي مثلا تقريبا أنا مش عم بعطي accurate 
عم بحكي انه قوة الملاحظة عند الطبيب مع الاشياء اللي عم تنشرح قدام منه هذا بيكون التشخيص. Yeah. So the person who is said to be experiencing ADHD, they need to display symptoms from thing from the inattentive symptoms and also symptoms from the hyperactive and the impulsive. أيوة. من الجهتين. And and also these symptoms they need to be the same across different contexts. So the child can't display, for example, in the classroom if they're not interested in their work. But then they come home and they're interested in their work. No. That means no. that. No. شيء بيكون عادي يعني ما في yeah. هاد ما عنده هادي الأعراض تاع ADHD. So the symptom needs to be the same across different contexts. Mm-hmm. Um, it needs to be something that is experienced not just once a week. It needs to be something that's experienced daily. No. Daily. Yeah. Daily. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that the healthcare professional will have a look at all of these factors mm-hmm. and then they will make the decision on whether or not this mm-hmm. child has ADHD or mm-hmm. not an adult whether depending on whoever right. so what kind of therapy is available so there's two main things that you could do for ADHD so you can take medication or you can see a psychologist taking medication is effective because it kind of helps remove the experience of the symptom mm-hmm. uh, see, having, seeing a psychologist and actually getting therapy is also very effective because it gives you it equips you with the coping skills mm-hmm. to overcome so um, um, together. يعني ما بعرف إذا بتنيم الدماغ بتهدي الدماغ لدرجة إنه كمان ما بيقدر يستوعب العلم بسبب هيدي الأدوية. I think the doctor will explain the whole yeah, situation. Yeah, of course. There's a lot of different opinions. Yeah. There's a lot of different opinions when it comes to treating ADHD, especially in adults and children. Should someone take medication? Should they not? And this is something that I think it is best to discuss with your healthcare professional, mm-hmm. yeah. whoever you decide to go to, because it. It is important. It's important, like we were saying, to to be able to go about your day-to-day activities. So in some situations, you might need the medication. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So as you're saying, Abid, I think the uh, health professional would answer our questions better because they would have a better idea of um, how much um, they need that medicine or not. Plus, she did explain to us saying there's different types. No. of ADHD. Mm. The hyperactive one would be really like yep. very high. Yeah, and maybe in that yep. case, yeah, the medical professional would mm. explain that to us. ممكن بس اضطر على سؤال احيانا بتطلعي بولد حقيقه يعني في اعراض كثير من الاشياء اللي انت عم تذكريها. بتحكي معه او اذا شافك عم تحكي مع شخص بيجي بده يحكي معك وكانك انت واقفه لوحدك آه بتلاقيه عم يلعب باللعبه دقيقتين مش اكثر بتلاقيه زتة واخذ لعبه ثانيه آه بتلاقيه على طول بده يعمل اللي براسه حتى لو قلتي له لا هيدا شيء منه منيح هيدا كمان انه ما بعرف اذا هيدي الاعراض كمان اللي انا ذكرتها هي من اعراض الاي دي اتش دي One of the main features of ADHD here poor impulse, poor impulse control. 
Yeah, mm. so they can't help it. So they can't mm. help it, yeah. Mm. yeah that's, so that's why... Uh, falls under that category. Mm-hmm. And you did say that around one in every 20 Australians has that's ADHD right. and approximately 75% of children diagnosed with ADHD in Australia continue to experience symptoms right. into adulthood. That's why it's better to try and um, deal with the situation at an early age so it doesn't get worse so it as doesn't they escalate. get older. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. what would happen if it does get worse and they reach adulthood mm. and this like prolongs and what happens there? So with children at a young age, um, it's very important to, if you do see early warning signs or symptoms of ADHD to escalate it further and get that child the help that they need because Childhood is a very, very important and very crucial point yep, in stage. everyone's lives yep. and stage in everyone's lives. This is where they're getting their key education. This is where they're learning how to read, how to do basic math concepts. Mm. Um, and if a child can't concentrate, they they won't be able to get any of this learning. So it, it is a big decider on the rest of someone's life, essentially. Mm-hmm. So it's very important to get children help from an early age if right. they do need it so that you can maximize the outcomes of their lives later on mm. it will get worse as they get older if it's not treated definitely because what what will happen is that that person won't know any coping mechanisms or they mm. won't know any way to handle what they're experiencing and also a lot of the time children get very frustrated if they're misunderstood. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yep. And so, we used to see that as mm-hmm. teachers in the classroom. That's right. Because they don't understand, they retaliate. They'll probably yep. bully their mm. uh, friend or they'll probably be interrupting the mm-hmm. whole class. And They'll that will tune affect. out completely. Yeah. Uh, they're not aggressive in that sense, mm. no. Uh, I don't think that ADHD, there could be some aggression to a certain extent because ADHD, like any other mental disorder or any other mental challenge, is experienced differently by each individual. So the way that one person experiences ADHD can be different to the way another person does. And a lot of the time, um, our our life stresses impact on how people experience Mm. different things. So could I... um um, to that point you're saying, like if they have, مثلاً, um a really bad situation at home, yep. mum and dad are fighting, right, yep. and would that affect them more, do you think? Definitely. So there are, there are a lot of opinions that ADHD, and this is not something that is scientifically proven or no. in fact, mm. but there are a lot of, there are a lot of opinions yep. that, that family life Style. is a trigger yep. for ADHD yeah. and that children, if they don't grow in an environment that teaches them and provides the right conditions to teach them how to focus. And the positive environment. Yeah, then then that affects on their mental health. Because sometimes as parents, what I've kind of learnt over the past couple of years of becoming a parent is that sometimes you you discount the fact that you're actually teaching kids, your role is to teach kids very small, simple things that are very important. Mm -hmm. Focusing is one of them. Uh-huh, it is. So reinforcing yeah. that boundary with your child mm-hmm. that this is what we're doing now. We're going to focus on this until it finishes. Okay. This is what we're doing now. We're going to focus on it until it finishes. Because children, they don't just develop the ability to do this. Mm-hmm. If no. nobody comes and teaches them yep. or shows them, they're not going to. That's actually um, to. a lovely point you bring up. Because as a parent... And um, from the experience yep. that, well, of what you've learned, so you're implementing that at home. 
where a lot of parents don't implement that and yep. they don't know about it. That's so right. that's um, a really good point that I um, agree with. It's um, very positive and plus um, it's a way to teach children, like I said, how to focus so they right. learn how to focus outside in schools. So or when preschool. it comes to them starting school in the classroom, mm. they've had experience Yep. Especially if they haven't attended a preschool or anything like that, so they haven't ever been in a setting where that concentration is required, right. you can't expect the child to be able to know how to do that in the classroom yep. on the first day. هيدا الولد الدلال الزايد والمفرط عند الأهل هل بيجي بعد منه نتيجة إنه يصير عنده ADHD ولا هي خلقة قد تجي معه شيء يعطل جزء من الدماغ فبالتالي بيؤدي إلى ADHD So what we know about ADHD is that yes there is a neurological basis for it but that the environment affects yes. So suppose someone affects. has a neuro- an, an underlying neurological susceptibility to developing something and then there are certain conditions around you like you said over uh, mm. you know spoiling or mm. I don't know how you mm. you refer no. spoiling children the 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 yeah. that's right yeah that that might uh, that might uh, encourage the predisposition of that individual to actually get that condition no diagnosing the the child انه عنده اي دي اتش دي هذا شيء مزعج عندهم وانه هيدي حاله مرضيه بيتعيروا منها يعني they think it's something very bad yeah هلا which is يعني اكيد بدنا نحن ناخذ كلمه منك بالاخير ولكن انا عندي السؤال انه احيانا مثلا بيقولوا هيدا الولد هن بيعترفوا بينهم وبين نفسهم انه طب ابني مريض بس انا بدي لبي له كل طلباته هل هيدا الشيء بيساعده ولا بيزيد من من حالته؟ No this is something that can be very damaging to a child because like we were explaining as a parent you need to be teaching your children boundaries and they need to be learning things like routine and they need to be learning right from wrong and we know as adults that we don't in life we don't get everything that we want no and we shouldn't get it we shouldn't get everything that we want we're not entitled to Mm -hmm. everything now so we need to teach this to our kids and this is only going to benefit them because they're not going to be disappointed as adults when mm-hmm. they don't get everything because they have learned that from a young age that they don't get everything all the time and this yeah. is something this is a way of a fact of life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. could I ask um, thank you Abir I think that's a valid point could I just ask um, with ADHD does anxiety comes in as well a lot of them have a high rank or high level of anxiety yes of course so anxiety does generally um, occur alongside ADHD so they can have a, mm. especially things like um, like having panic attacks mm-hmm. and things like that because as we said that a person with ADHD doesn't really experience life at, like a normal person no. in social situations yeah. they might be very they might feel very nervous mm-hmm. and very anxious to be yeah. part of social situations yeah. because mm. they can't concentrate during a conversation sometimes they might actually blank out when it comes to replying to someone. Right. Mm. And some of them could be very smart. They have 
a high um, IQ. Yeah, like I've okay. experienced that with children in classes, and I had a child that Bishy actually. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe. No, I, I, I would say, Abir, it comes down to the point you mentioned. She was very spoiled. She gets everything she wants, and she was very smart. But if she didn't get her way, she'd have anxiety. Mm. And June that year because that she I did had it. her, I learned how to deal with her. Yeah. And then I realized why she gets anxiety because she's so spoiled. Like you she doesn't know how to react. And a lot of and you, uh, you see no this in a lot her. of adults because who yes. uh, have had maybe a similar upbringing. Yep. They don't know how to deal with rejection, yep. or they don't know how to deal with someone saying no or not getting something that yep. they want. Yep. Because that's something that we definitely need to work on mm-hmm. as individuals. And that's very important. It like is. we said, if they stay like that until adulthood. It's going to be a disaster for them. Of course. They're not going to know how to deal with others. They don't know how to accept no. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. that's why they have that kind of, like you were saying, like a nervous breakdown or anxiety because she doesn't know how to emotionally respond to that situation. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily, but very likely that they both occur together. طب شو الامراض الاخرى اذا بحال انه نحن ما عالجنا هيدي الحاله وما اعترفنا انه ابننا عنده اي دي اتش دي هل بي بي يعني بيتبعوا امراض اخرى بيتعرض لامراض اخرى نفسيه او ديفينتلي سو سمون لايك وي وير سينج هو هاز اي دي اتش دي هو جينيوينلي كانوت فوكس ان ذا كلاس روم هوز بين ليبلد از ا نوتي تشايلد هو دازنت وونت تو ليسن تو ذا تيتشر اند دازنت وونت تو كوبريت كان ليد تو ان ادلت who feels misunderstood, who feels like they haven't had a ch- proper chance and opportunity right. to be nurtured mm. properly. Mm. So this can lead to things like depression. Any mental health condition, the earlier you treat it, the better the outcome because yeah. there's a lot of help out there. There is. I think I think when it personally personally if I was ever diagnosed with anything like this I probably wouldn't rely on medication for the rest of my life no. because I know that once you get the brain uh, used to a certain thing mm-hmm. then you know you're going to depend on it بعض الاحيان كمان قد يعني بيصير في تغيير بالادويه لانه هيدا على المدى الطويل هيدا بطل يعطي هيدا المفعول فبيضطر بيضطروا انه يعطوه العلاج الاقوى ثم الاقوى فنقطه حلوه هيدي انه ما نعتمد كثير على الادويه الا اذا كانت حاله متاخره بحاجه للعنايتين اللي هي عنايه الطبيب That's right. that's right but that's just like me mentioning that is something just very uh, i've never experienced anything like that so if you're somebody who is experiencing it and is on medication it's nothing bad no. it's nothing negative it's depending on the situation depending on the, the situation of it, that's right like you mentioned that's you right. could have adhd and have um if you go and see a psychologist yep. or if your gp tells you to they can give you skills and ways That's right. to deal coping with coping mechanisms yeah يعني ما ضروري انا هون عم وجه رساله للاهل اللي عندهم مشكله مثلا مع اولادهم عندهم اي دي اتش دي ما حبيتوا انه تخبروا حدا ما تخبروا حدا بس انتم سارعوا لحتى تعالجوا ابنكم يعني حتى لو انتم لاحظتوا بعض الامور اللي هي بسيطه كثير ولكن 
ديجنايزينج يعني او خلينا نقول انه رحنا عند الطبيب وقالنا ما في شيء بتكون نحن ارتحنا وعملنا okay. اللي, ب... اللي right. علينا because you know um like if if you have for example like a tomato plant mm-hmm. and it's not growing tomatoes you don't just pick this plant up and just throw it and no. say it's not growing not doing its job you're going to check whether it's getting f- maybe it needs Nature. fertilizer and you're going to or so. sunlight or water and the same thing with kids you know mm. um just because a child isn't developing in a certain way it doesn't mean that you turn a blind eye to it and you f- and you just completely put it aside and you shouldn't hide it it's not something to be embarrassed from it's mm. not something to be ashamed of no. if anything it's it's on you now how am i going to help this child how am i going to nurture this child and get them the help that mm. they need هي الفكره الاساسيه انه الذهاب عند طبيب نفساني وللاسف هيدي من زمان لحديت هلا بيعتبروا الطبيب النفساني فقط للمجانين yes. يعني خلي عم بحكيها بكل صراحه فحتى لحديت الان في كثير اهل بيعرفوا عندهم عند ابنهم مشكله نفسيه بس ما بيعترفوا فيها علما انه هن شايفينا وداخليا عارفين في مشكله yes. بس ما بيعترفوا فيها خوفا من انه يروحوا عند دكتور طبيب نفساني ويعني ساعتها يعني بيخافوا من الجرصه that's doing more harm to the child than good mm. so yeah. if you get that child therapy for six months they might make a Uh, uh, such an improvement that you won't even notice yeah, that they had exactly. the symptoms that mm. they had before yeah. and and mental health conditions are very common these days whether like we look said, at children or adults and also it might it might seem like over the past couple of years you know there's or even like over the past 10 years 20 years there's been an increase in mental health conditions it might be that it might also be the fact that we've become more vocal about it and there's more awareness there's more awareness yeah. and there's more therapy available yeah. uh, th- seeing a psychologist saying that you're seeing a psychologist mm-hmm. five years ago probably was probably something to be very <laughs> uh, like conspicuous about, about. Yeah. Uh, but now you say it, uh, like it's a type of therapy and it's a type of self-care the yeah. same way we go to the gym yeah. we exercise and we make our bodies strong you need to make your mind strong yeah. I remember yeah. if I'd see severe cases in the classroom I would tell that parent like these days we've got help the sooner mm-hmm. you help this child the, the earlier the symptoms becomes less and he becomes better that's right Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. early early uh, uh, uh prevention, uh, sorry. Yeah. Prevention is better than cure. Yeah. Mm. As early they prevention say. is early better. prevention is better than finding a cure because that's right. You can deal with the situation that's right. easier and that child might grow and get rid of what he has. That's right. With or the may, right, um, uh, if they don't get rid of it completely, they'll no. learn how to cope with deal it with and it. better the outcomes. Yeah. Okay, our last point um Ryan, does ADHD qualify you for NDIS? Because many people ask that. Yes. So if you can let us know, does it qualify them for NDIS? So on its own, having ADHD does not actually qualify you for NDIS. Mm. But there is, it's a bit complicated. So if you have ADHD, for instance, and something like anxiety, Mm -hmm. uh, along with other things, it might qualify you for NDIS. Mm. So the best option would be to discuss it with an NDIS provider to, to see eligibility. Yeah. But on its own, it does not qualify okay. for NDIS. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do experience uh, symptoms of ADHD, you can talk to your um, your healthcare professional. They can issue you with something like a mental health care plan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, they do actually. They, yeah. In adults, they're doing that a lot now. Yeah, the GPs. I think yeah. it's like ten sessions. Yeah, and they help you to a certain extent yeah. to see a psychologist mm-hmm. and things like yeah. that. Like there's a, a rebate in place. Mm-hmm. I'm not one hundred percent sure about the details, but that's definitely Mazbut. an option. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Rayanne. We really appreciate you coming no to problem. our studios. Thank you for and having sharing me. your experience no and it your, was a pleasure. Um, uh, import on ADHD. Thank you. Now, Barakallahu fiikuma. Bitchakarkon wa nasiha akhira bthabit admiya lal aheli. A last advice for myself, of course, <laughs> included, is just always, like we said, um, you, you you should never be afraid of offering, you should never be afraid to take your child and help them. Mm-hmm. If, if there's something that you're picking up on your child, it's always better to treat it early than to leave it to later. Mm. And that's along with all of us, you know. That's right. Um, admitting to the fact that you might be experiencing a challenge or a problem, it's the first step on your road to recovery no. because it's a big step. يعني مثل مثل أي حالة مرضية يعني أحيانا كتير بقولك الطبيب لو لجأتي لي من قبل ما كنا مثلاً عملنا عملية تنقول كنا على جناها بالدواء فهيدا مرض وهيدا مرض. That's right. وكلمة يعني الحالة تقدمي بيصعب علاجها. That's right. No. Of course. بدي أتشكر كتير عن جد استفدنا كتير من المعلومات اللي عطيتينا إياها وإن شاء الله يكونوا المستمعين كمان استفادوا إن شاء الله ونحنا ما منتجرأ أنه نشخص وبتمنى من المستمعين أنه اللي سمعوا هالحلقة إذا شافوا ولد مثلا رايبون أو أصدقاء مهني شخصه ولكن أحيانا نحنا منضطر بس للنصيحة يعني مش للفضيحة لأنه بعض الأشخاص بيعتبروا أنه هيدا الأمر إن انتشر أنه ابنهم عنده ADHD ولا autism ولا أي مرض م- كان فحيفكروا أنه الناس كلها حتعرف وبالتالي لا بنا نخبي الأمر هذا أكيد yeah. منه لصالح الأولاد ولا لصالح الأحيان بدي تشكرك مرة تانية وإن شاء الله تعالى بيكون لنا لقاءات أخرى معك إن شاء الله ريان بارك الله فيك شكرا 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 ش